Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Would you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it's another edition of Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldrich here, about to go to Denver. Finally, we know who was in the finals, and we will talk about the finals in depth with our guy, Nikias Duncan, the Dunker Spot podcast with Steve Jones. You got to listen to it if you want to get smart and educated about basketball. That's what you need to listen to, Nikias. Thank you for joining us, Broheem. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Going to have some fun. Of course. But first, we got to talk to Marcus. About your mans. About how my life was ruined this morning. How I was chilling. <laughs> I was <You> chilling. All... <laughs> you all said you were watching some cartoons with some with some you know some cereal and just. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm supposed to be packing right now. You know. You know like... <laughs> Damn! And then your boy drops a bomb. Says that he's out. Boy, Bob now Myers we... says I'm done. We were we we. This isn't surprising. Like we've we've been reporting at the athletic for a while that this it was trending yeah. this direction. Yeah. But it's still jarring when it yeah. actually happens, right? Uh, right. When when you know he he tells Woj like you know it's just time. Uh, the reason it's so significant is because like outside of. Stephen Curry and Joe Laker, who bought the team. Bob Myers was the first piece to build this, right? This was 2011. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, they got rid of Don Nelson. Right. And hired uh, Keith Smart and they hired uh, Larry Riley to yeah. be the GM. But he was basically just there to train his new assistant GM, Bob, Bob Myers. Myers, who would be <laughs> taking over. So, right. to, you know, 2012, he takes over. So like this is like a major piece out of the puzzle. Like this is a huge major point that really feels like okay, this feels like the beginning of the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This feels like okay, it won't be the same now because this significant pillar of this is now just like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, deuces. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy. So it always seems to like I always believe this. Every dynasty, things look a lot calmer on the outside than they actually are on the inside because it's just this maelstrom of ego and just just people, at uh, creative people who all are, and I don't mean egotistical in the sense that they're selfish, but they have a right to think the, what they think about whatever it is you're talking about. Like they've earned that, right? Right. So you've got Draymond, you got Clay, you got Steph, you got Steve Kurt, all winners. Like they've won everywhere. Like big, big winners. And they all have ideas. And do you have Joe Lacob who literally said, we, we're the smartest team in the league. Nobody's smarter than us. Like, we're, and you have all of these forces. And at the center of all of that was Bob. Keeping all of that shit together somehow, 
and pointing in the same direction. And I just, to your point, I don't know how it functions without him at the center, Marcus. I mean, and we don't know. And one of one of the uh, important elements, too, and, you know, probably one of the reasons he's gone, is like he was the guy that dealt with Joe Lacob. Yeah. Right? Like he's, it's not like Joe and five other people <laughs> who, right? Right. When right. Joe, who is like, I mean, all in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like fully all in. When, it, when it's three in the morning, right? And he's like, "Why don't we go get this guy?" Right? Like, <laughs> no matter how, like, whatever it is, right? That's that's yeah. that's Bob Myers, right? Yeah. yeah. When Bob takes the call, yeah, Bob's taking the call. Bob's, yeah. you know, when when the the entire like front office or the scouts is leaning one way, and Joe Lacob is leaning another way, like Bob's the one to manage that, right? When yeah. Steph. You know, what's this money? And, you know, you know, and Joe's like trying to like not give him that much, like, right. And the, and the feelings and the egos and all that stuff that gets in the middle, like, all that has always been Bob and only Bob. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's only Bob. Like, yeah. he was the the lone go between for all these other elements and the owner. Yeah. And how do you replace that? I mean, that's a decade of built. Like, you're not walking in replacing that. Right. And if it's Mike Dunleavy, he doesn't have the rapport with these players, right? You, you, like, he you don't know what adversity is going to look like. He, he ain't, ain't been, been through, through it with them. Yeah he, yeah, he wasn't raised with them. Yeah. And if it's if it's Kirk Lacob, right, like, he don't have that with them either. Because, right. you know, he's like, yo, man, you... You you the son of you the son you of the Joe king. Son. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you, know <what> I'm like <laughs> you gotta deal with that issue. Even though I think Kirk is actually legit. Yeah, I do. You can't too, shake that, right? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they number one put somebody in that seat that Joe's like, all right, it's my guy. Like you get you 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 are the one who has to deal with me. And also you're the one who has to deal with Draymond. <laughs> Like, who's that guy? Maybe Nikaius is that guy. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe Nikaius is that guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Nikaius, you're the one you who can handle in. this. Uh, I just hired man. you as the general manager of the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. I don't know if I had the capabilities for that, one, but I do appreciate the faith, you know. We'll get there one day. Man. I'm just saying for, for the $8 million, you, you probably figured it out, right? I try my best. Do you, do you give me your best effort? <laughs> man, it's crazy. Like, I I just, like, it. I'm not saying it couldn't still work. But it's going to be really hard. Here, here's the question, DA. Like, and the guy is like, how does this shake up the league? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I know they might have some in place already, but where Bob's go, like, do, do they get a few calls? Like, hey, hold on. Yeah. Right. I would like it, right. <laughs> and also, does he end up somewhere else? <clears throat> Clippers. <clears throat> <laughs> right? Like, so the ramifications could be league wide. I don't I don't I wonder how this shakes out for the rest of the league. Yeah. That was gonna be my question, honestly. Like, do we know that Bob is just gone, gone? Or is he just leaving the Warriors? Because I think those are two very different things. Yeah. If we see someone else, like you mentioned the Clippers, you see someone else step down elsewhere and it's like, well, okay, I can build this contender here. Right. Like, right. I, I wonder what catches his eye. I would imagine he's going to be very highly pursued if it's not this offseason, if he takes a year or two break or whatever and does something else. Whenever he puts his hat back in the ring, 
he's going to become, if not the most pursued <laughs> executive out there, he's going to be one of the two or three. So no I'm curious to see how far he, how long he stays away. Well, you know, Marcus, we talked about this before. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Bob is the new president of the Clippers or the new president of the Special Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could go in any direction. Like, you know, like... Special he, consultant to Barack Obama. You know what right? I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or like sit run. next to Perk uh, or NBA Countdown. Right. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> he could do anything. Like, he's a, he's a really bright guy and, and, and has that kind of, you know, worldly perspective on shit. You know, so he could wind up anywhere doing anything and it wouldn't surprise me like if you wanted to run for diane feinstein's seat that wouldn't surprise me you know what i'm saying like that wouldn't shock me so is the pod, is the pod still going that's what well, it's a good question is, is he still doing the pod yeah was that just like a leverage play or was that a right, real right Right, right. I I totally forgot about that. That's right. That's right. I thought man. I thought he I thought that was one of those. Oh, you want to hit people with garbage cans? <laughs> right. Like, where he's like, oh, you want to pay my money? Okay. All right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Well, man, that's gonna be fascinating to see what where where Bob winds up and what he winds up doing. But it, it's it's a it, they're different now. It's different now. It's a different organization now going forward. And I think there was already blood in the water just because they're old now, but now there's really blood in the water. And I wonder what this does. Draymond's got options. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got options now. Um, and I just wonder what this does with him and his thinking about what he wants to do going forward. That's going to be – yeah, That that's – I'm very interested by how this shakes out. And the, the number one thing I'm very curious about is what number 30 has to say about it. Right. And what number 23 has to say about it. And what number 11 has to say about it. Because they've got some real serious contracts yes. to deal with. Uh, they've got some holes they need to fill. And, but, Nikias, there is this other school of thought, too. Like, maybe it's time for some fresh blood. Right? Maybe it's time for to inject, like, the way, maybe the way you keep this going is putting in a new perspective or a new level of thought. You think that's valid or or that's kind of like not how this works? <laughs> no, like I, I think there's validity to it. And I think we are reaching, especially this offseason with the contract decisions, it feels like the Warriors are really reaching this inflection point of the dynasty now where it's like, okay, how much longer can Steph do this? And not just do this because we know what kind of talent he is, but how much longer can he do this for 70-plus games and then whatever you do in the postseason? What right. does this new version of Clay Thompson look like? He's fully healthy, but he's still very much not like 2016 Clay Thompson. Mm -hmm. Do we see any kind of reinvention with Draymond Green? And that's beyond how the locker room dynamics changed this year. You have a better handle on that than I would for obvious reasons, but all the everything that goes into that. If the Warriors were going to pivot, like this feels like the off season to do so not necessarily saying blow it up trade stuff or anything like that but if you are going to go for the new life up top if you want to reconfigure anything with the core like this and especially i think with jordan Poole's contract that fully kicks in this offseason now like this feels like the time to make some kind of core shift if you're going to do it just do it all at one time it certainly feels to me like it's if, if marcus if they're going to do something it's got to be pool right like that's the that's the chip they have that's the card they have to play now I don't know what they can uh, get. Kaminga. 
You think that Kaminga's a big, better chip just because of the contract or because of his play? Well, I think that, yeah, I think he's a he's still on his rookie deal. It's yeah. not a big number. Uh, size, wing matters. Uh, I think pool's a little bit tougher after the season he had, and now that number shoots up. It was fine yeah. when it was like three point nine, but twenty eight. <laughs> it's a, a little bit different, right? It's right, a bit right, different. right. But also, like, I mean, I get it, but I mean, it's it's really tough. You gotta you gotta know what you're getting, and to sell low on a player who helps you win a championship, right. who has some of those like talents that you know sell that fill the crowd, right? Like you you could see him as like a Steph Curry light. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be tough for them to walk away because they've seen it too much. Get it. Right? right? Like they've watched it. So I think it'll be a little bit tougher. I think, I don't think it's not po- impossible. I think it might even be probable in some senses, but you know, if they pull the trigger, they're going to feel really good about what they pull the trigger on. It won't be right. a right. question mark for a question mark, right? Like, and, right. and that's right. where to me, now you got to throw in the Kaminga, right? You got to start throwing in the pick because Pooh alone. Like, what does Jordan Poole get you by by himself? By himself? That makes you be like, we we on, let's go. We just upgraded. <laughs> you probably yeah, no, better I, off hoping he just improves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and run it back for a year and, and see. And then you can always trade him the next year. You tr- that, That's true. That's true. Well, You know man, who he reminds I, me of, DA? Who's that? Tyler Hero. That's a good count. Same, very, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's a very Two good Two Milwaukee count. dudes got about the same money, right? Right, like, right, right. Uh, uh, but he, you know, this is, you know, Hero, Hero's supposed to be coming back, what, game three? He's targeting yeah. game three in the finals. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, I mean, you see these dudes play on this level, Nakai. It's like, it's tough. Yeah. Like, yeah. to walk, mm-hmm. you know, like, Jalen Brown is down now, right? Like, everybody's down on yeah. Jalen Brown, but, like, come on, man. We've seen him produce he's, at the big level. You right. don't just he's walk been away in the finals that. and played well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was about to yeah. say, like, with Jordan Poole, like, it just feels like that feels like we trade Jordan Poole for two pieces that help. Yeah. And you may wind up feeling good about that for a year or two, but then you look at if Jordan Poole improves, which he should because of how young he is and just the path that he's been on throughout his career, you may be looking back at that trade three or four years from now like, ah, we probably should have been a little bit more patient, especially if the trade doesn't help Golden State get another ring. If it's well, just we made the right. conference, we made the conference finals next year, second round a year after that, and now yeah. we're reconfiguring again, and Jordan Poole has become a 27-point-per-game guy somewhere. Yeah. Like, ah, well – we took our shot. It made sense, but now we are reeling a little bit. So, well, the only reason you do it is is to bring someone in to get you another chip. I mean, help you get another chip, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. that's all they're about now, which they should be, by the way, that given their their pedigree. Um, so, yeah, it will make it tougher, no doubt. But I would like to me, you can't if you're Golden State, like you just riding the Steph train until all the wheels fall off, right? Like, there's no. There's no counter to that. There's no there's no shifting. Like, well, now we're going to be, I don't know, we're going to be Carl Anthony Towns' team. There's just no, no, it's not going to, they can't, you know what I mean? Like, there's no move. There's no guy out there that's going to replace what Steph Curry's done for that franchise. So you're going to ride Steph Curry out and get him as much help as you can as long as he can play, as long as he wants to play. And then you'll figure out the next step then. But you can't. I don't think you can plan for it now. You know the, what I'm saying? Like the problem yeah. is, Da and the Kai is like, I want you to take on this. 
Miami just showed you you don't need thirty billion dollar players to do it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you can do it. So the guys, is this a thing? Are people about to now just scour the undrafted, plan, like follow the Miami plan, or is this like, a, you know, an, a Miami specific aberration that people won't be able to duplicate? It feels more like the latter than the former. I do think with the new CBA rules kicking in over, you know, next season, the season after with some of the tax apron stuff, like it's going to be more important for you to nail the draft, nail, find those value adds in the second round, find the undrafted guys. Like it's going to be more important to get talent that way. But mm-hmm. like the quote unquote Miami model is not really replicable unless you already have that foundation. And I think we've talked about this before, like, Miami's been funneling people to Sioux Falls for years and years and years and years. And all those guys haven't hit, but you remember the ones that do. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think teams can just quickly pivot to, okay, we're just going to find an undrafted dude and see if we can nail that. Like, that takes years of equity to kind of build up that system for guys. Like, have that. Like, Miami's been funneling coaches from Sioux Falls to their bench, and then they go elsewhere. Like, it's a whole system in Miami and if we want to tap it's like the heat culture bit of the conversation like that's where it really filters in with just how connected that organization and their G League affiliate is that portion isn't that that can't that's not going to be a quick fix I do think overall it's going to be more important for you to find those value adds elsewhere though it's it's hard like you can say like everybody says they got want to change the culture but you don't what Miami does is just so unique in the league. And Kenny Smith always says, he said it last night, and it was very, it was very accurate. He said, coaches don't give you confidence, but they can take your confidence away. And that's true. And, it, and one of the underrated things about Spolster to me is how he empowers, whether it's Gabe Vincent or Caleb Martin, he empowers those guys to play loose to be themselves to let their talent come out and you just don't see that on other teams with forget undrafted guys just with guys in general who aren't superstars you know what i mean like you just don't see guys you don't see teams just say yeah shoot the ball man like you know and and play do what you do and they they do that better than anybody forget all the stuff about conditioning they make every player on that team feel like they're the best player on that team. You know, <laughs> and that's really hard to do in this league. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, it's very much structural. And I think it's very much a level of intention. It's a level of attention to detail. Like everyone target, they, everyone has skill sets they need. Every team needs level of shooting, defensive versatility, playmaking, et cetera, et cetera. Miami very much, and I don't want to give off like it's exclusive to them because it's basketball at the end of the day, but like they very much target people. Mm-hmm. Can you, how quickly can you pick up concepts? How much do you want to work? You know, it does tie into the conditioning as well. But because of that, and again, because of the connectivity that they have, like that G League affiliate and stuff too, there is a level of confidence and freedom that can be given because we already know, all right, if you are here, then I know I don't wor- I don't have to worry about your mindset. And if you have made it up here, I know you already have our concepts. So if someone gets hurt or if you're just playing well and we want to give you a shot, I don't have to worry about the learning curve with you. Yeah. Just do what you do. We already know who you are skill set wise. But we also know who you are in terms of the type of person that you are and what you can handle. So if you're out there, I already have full confidence. Okay, we know you know you. I don't have to worry about what you're going to do. We have to worry about if it's going to work or not. But conceptually, I already know what type of player this is. I know what situations work for you. I know what kind of players you can play with because you've already seen similar things. 
we already know what your background is. Just get out there. And mm-hmm. again, that's where Miami has built this through multiple years. And why and why that's why I don't think like their model per se isn't easily replicable elsewhere. Like that's a lot of you gotta build that equity to be able to funnel guys in like that. How much of what we just witnessed from Caleb Martin is attributable to what the heat like poured into him, right? I mean, the, the, some of that is obviously heat culture, but, but I mean, he still got to make those shots, <laughs> right? Like he's like, did, is he just a miss? Like did people just miss him or is this what we're seeing is the benefit of you put some talent into that kind of mindset and culture like this this is like one of those kind of flowers roses that grow from concrete as pop would say um it's a little bit of both for me because like if you have the college tape like the athleticism pops for caleb martin and even in the short stint that he had in charlotte like you see what he can do in the open floor could defend like the shot was going to be a question mark like even while he's been in miami like he shot well he's gotten more comfortable with the shot he's made like slight tweaks to his form yeah. And so, like, there has been just a level of individual growth for him. It's as well. not exactly pretty, huh? Like, <laughs> it feels like he's shooting it and he's releasing on his way down. Like, yeah. it's got like a weird hitch to it. Like, it's why it's so jarred when like he makes every one of them because it doesn't feel like it's going in. <laughs> yeah, like I like you're not going to see that on like instructional videos, but <laughs> like even with that, like, again, like he's made slight tweaks to the jumper. The handle has gotten better. Like ultimately, he's gotten more room to grow and improve and like he really popped it was funny i was going through like my old tweets last night like he popped very early on the two-way contract that miami gave him and it's like well if this is what he can do then yeah you probably want to go ahead and lock that guy in if he's this kind of wing that can slide between the two and the four really mm-hmm. has the athleticism so he gives you a mold of player to build into we've seen him not down shots defense didn't treat him like a shooter and like even now it's still very much been oh well he's not, surely he's not going to keep doing this and he just keeps doing it <laughs> But it does come to, again, the overall comfort level that Miami has. Like, we know what type of worker you are. We know how quickly you can pick up concepts. We know your willingness to take on these different kind of matchups. Defense always gets you in the door. Like, outside of Duncan Robinson, like, it's been very clear. That I feel like the through line for these undrafted or second-round picks or whatever has been, I know you can defend. I know you will hold your own. I know you will make things work. If we toggle between switching and this man-press zone, I know you can hold your own there. And Caleb Martin was a very important part at the top of Miami's own last year, has continued to be an important part of his own. So, like, once you have that in, then you also have the room to, like, grow and expand offensively. And I think this postseason run has been the culmination of the open floor stuff that he could already do, the tweaks to the jumper, the improvement on the handle. And now when you have Jimmy playing like this and commanding this kind of attention, you have Bam, who's had his stretches offensively, where he's commanding a bunch of extra attention. And now here's Caleb Martin, who has normally just been treated as – if he hits shots, we tip our caps. And now he's just taking game plans and throwing them over the top rope with the way that he's playing. Man. But again, it all just comes from that that steady build and that foundation that Miami already has. All right, we're 22 minutes into this, and we have not said the words Denver or Nuggets yet. <laughs> we need to alleviate that. A metaphor so, for the season. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. right. I apologize again, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> you know, because I, I, look at, I look at this matchup with Miami, and – I'm not going to – I'm done dismissing Miami. I've done it twice now in the playoffs and looked really stupid both times, so I'm done with that. They can win four games against anybody. They've shown that. I do think this matchup is really tough on the surface for them. 
because they just don't. It's not just that Denver has size with Jokic. They have size everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, problematic because with Miami, Jimmy, we saw Jimmy struggle with size when they put Tatum on him, when they put Rob Williams on him. He struggled with it. He, if they, if you stay down in the shot fake, he struggled with it. Now he started to go straight to the basket and you can, you know, he can do that against anybody, but against Denver, you're finishing over 6'10", 6'10", 7 feet. Um, walk us through it, Nikaias. You, I know, you know, I know your heat, your heat uh, connections, but walk <laughs> us through the challenge that they have against a Nuggets team where everybody's long, everybody switches, everybody shoots, and you've got the best passing big man maybe ever at the center of it. Well, first I'll say like I, I am removing the maybe that that is the best big man passer this league has seen. I'd argue he's he's conservatively top five for me in terms of all time passes. He's unbelievable. He's, you he's never ins- watched our Vita Sabonis. I feel um, like I gotta say that as an old man. Real Sabonis. Not, I feel not, like I have not, to say that. Not NBA not Sabonis. Sabonis. You know how you when you old, you gotta just start throwing out names from right. the past. Like right. don't forget, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> our Vita Sabonis, the baby. Pre falling down the steps, Sabonis. <laughs> Chris Webber was pretty good too, but yeah, he was, I, but not he but wasn't this guy. He wasn't yeah, this you know, guy. I was about to say, Seawell was great, but I, that's a different not, level. I would say, honestly, I feel like Miami's biggest struggle is going to come defensively, which is a weird place for them to be in because this yeah. is a team historically that has been very good defensively under Eric Spolstra, and beyond that, it's they are willing to do anything. Like this isn't a Heat team that runs a bunch of zones. This is a Heat team that runs a bunch of different types of zones in different moments. Yeah. And I feel like because of who Jokic is as a scorer and also a playmaker, it feels like zone is just going to be off the table for Miami when Jokic is on the floor. Like that is very much going to be Jamal Murray is spearheading the second unit. We want to muck things up and make sure he doesn't get comfortable. We can toss out the zone then. I don't think he plays zone against Jokic. And I also feel like this feeds into like some lineup questions for Miami. They started, they've started the postseason with Kevin Love and Bam. They transitioned into Caleb Barton starting towards the end of the Celtic series. Do you size back up, give Kevin Love the Jokic matchup, he will win that matchup, but give Kevin Love that matchup so Bam can roam around. Yeah. Do you stick with Caleb Martin because he's been so good? You get more speed on the back end, but you lose even more of the size. Every answer that you have from Miami in a lineup perspective is going to open up something else. And I do wonder what Eric Spolster is going to be okay with like giving up. Like, all right, fine. We may get beat up on the offensive glass a little bit here. But we need Caleb Martin in the open floor. We need him to be able to switch. We need him to be able to pressure Jamal Murray if Miami goes with length on Jamal Murray like they did with Jalen Brunson in the second round. Or if it's just we got to have Bam on the back end. We need Bam to clean some stuff up. Kevin Love, do your best. You got six fouls. We need need Bam to help. I wonder which way they're going to go on that front. Offensively, I quietly feel like this is a solid matchup for Miami. Mm -hmm. And I think... What Denver's been able to do all postseason long, I think it's been predicated on, one, their back end and their help has just been locked in all postseason, and they deserve credit for that. But beyond that, the biggest question for me heading into the postseason is, like, how much scheme versatility does Jokic have? We know he's at the at his best when he's at the level, and Denver's rotating behind that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Denver has been able to play him and drop for most for a lot for a large portion of this postseason, and they've been good at it, has it's allowed them to toggle between schemes. It's allowed them to toggle between stuff in the half court, throw other teams off. With Miami, 
they don't have the big pull up shooting threat like a Jamal Murray. They don't have a Devin Booker or Kevin Durant in terms of like pull up shooting, but they do have guards very willing to take those pull up shots. Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, he'll do it. They also have guards that can just probe that space. Yeah. And then when you zoom back out to what Jimmy Jim Butler and Bam Adebayo doing pick and roll, in the first round, that could turn into a switch against Milwaukee. In the second round, that could turn into a switch or a late switch against New York. Boston, we saw them start switching to Jimmy Bam pick and roll. I don't know if they can do that in this series. Mm-hmm. And so I do think Miami has a lot of different avenues to score. They will have to make the shots. I think there's going to be a big series for their guards to knock down pull-ups. It's going to be a big series for Bam. If it's dropping, he gets that pocket pass. He has to knock down mid-range shots. If it's Jokic at the level and he's rolling into space, he has to knock down those mid-range shots or get to the rim and finish strong. But Miami has pockets to attack here. The defense is where I'm like, how many things can they really do? Because Jokic is insane. Yeah. And one of the best offensive players we've that, ever seen. Yeah. Isn't that, Dem- and Denver's number one against zone this year? Didn't I see yes. that stat? <laughs> Yeah, they they have they haven't faced yeah they haven't faced a lot of the playoffs too yeah (laughs) like they haven't faced a lot of zone and that is why they have not faced a lot of zone because they find out teams find out very quickly oh that's a really quick pass Jokic just made oh that's a really quick shot he just made oh that's another corner three we've given up let's go back to man and try our best yeah yeah he's a he's a like I mean you're asking to get cut apart by zoning against Jokic I mean. I mean, we learned in a little league basketball that, hey, man, how you beat the zone, put somebody in the middle and let them make, <laughs> let them yeah. make some passes. You put the right. biggest dude on the court in the middle <laughs> and the best passer <laughs> on right. the court in the middle. Like that's mm-hmm. – and there's shooters around them. My, I, I wanted to ask you about this, you know, matchup of fives of centers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam, like, you know, he, he definitely had his struggles finishing in this series, uh, you know, I was, you know, you, you're watching him get Marcus Smart and Derek White on him, and he's not able to punish like like you would think. Is there? Do you see a chance? I, I agree with you, by the way. Like, how are they going to guard? Like, that's such. I don't know what they're going to do about Nikola. I mean, I guess you could figure, you know, all those fellas put Jimmy on Jamal, but that leaves you exposed to so many other areas. I mean, is there any prospect that? Bam Adebayo can be effective in this series, uh, much more effective than he was in the Boston series. Um, like I think defensively, it's just going to be tough. And again, that's going to boil down to how does Miami want to utilize him? Do you just want him to do his best against Jokic, or do you want to give someone else that matchup so he can blow up everything else? Offensively, and I was saying this to Steve on the pod uh, for our finals preview, I feel like this series is tailor-made for Bam. If he's if he can knock down the shots, this is tailor made for Bam to average 22 to 25 points a game in this series, mm-hmm. just by virtue of how Denver defends and pick and roll. Because again, if it is going to be drop coverage, I would keep an eye on the empty corner or empty side pick and rolls for Miami because very quietly, the numbers didn't end up breaking out because t- players missed shots. The Lakers got a whole lot of good looks against they the drop when mm-hmm. they emptied the side first. And the help uh, one pass away was kind of inconsistent for Denver. I think that's something that Miami can poke at. And again, if you're putting two on the ball and Jokic at the level, if Miami can slip that pass into Bam, that's going to be some real estate for him to deal with. So I think he's going to have the pockets to attack. I don't know how many switches he sees unless he's, you know, Miami staggers in the way he's facing Denver's second unit. When they go to like Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green in the front court, you'll yeah. see more switching then. And then that comes back down to, hey, Bam, can you finish these? Can you finish these buckets? If you get someone smaller, can you punish those? 
But against Jokic, he should have favorable looks. It's going to be up for him to not be hesitant. It's going to be up for him to – he has to catch the ball. That mm-hmm. That's going to be number one. Catch the ball and hold on to it. But he has avenues to score in a big way. Like, even – it's the regular season series, small sample, two games. He didn't shoot well, and he still averaged 20 and a half points a game in the regular season series and got to the free throw line a lot. So th- this can very much be the score series for Bam in a way. And, again, you think about who they who he's faced so far in, in the playoffs. It's Brooke Lopez in that drop, and then maybe some late switching, depending on who he's running pick and roll with. It's New York and Mitchell Robinson, and they're playing him closer to the level, but still a drop. Al Horford and Robert Williams are seeing a lot of switches there. Like, this is going to be the most space, I think, that he's going to have to navigate mm-hmm. postseason. So, like, if he's going to have a big score series and turn things around, this seems to be the one for him to do it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Right. If you if you're Denver, what can you live with defensively? I mean, you you know, what what are you willing to give up to hold Miami? Because to Marcus's point, I think if you're if you're Denver, you can really even if Miami gets to 105, 107, 
Like, you're still good, I think, if you're Denver, right? Because you're thinking, all right, well, we it's going to be hard to hold us to one, under 110. Once, That's yeah. going to be hard. <laughs> you know, so even if we get to, even if we give up 107, 108, we still should be good. So what can they live with in terms of their defensive philosophy in this series? Can they live with Bam scoring 25, 26 a game? If that means they, KCP stays in, in J- Caleb Martin's, Martin's jock and doesn't let him get off, you know, or Bruce Brown locks up Gabe Vincent, not locks up, but, but makes it, makes Gabe Vincent inefficient. What could they live with? Um, I think conceptually, I think they're going to want to force Miami to a bunch of jumpers. I think part of what Denver wants to do defensively when they're at the level they're rotating, like they want to make sure you can't turn the corner up top. And then that first help defender is meeting whoever's rolling. They don't want to get shots at the rim. So I think ultimately, if they can keep things contained to the perimeter, I think they're going to be fine with whatever happens from there. The issue is if Miami passes the ball and cuts well enough beyond their defense and it turns into, okay, we're generating paint touches. Now the ball is slinging across the lot. And now these are fruitful catch and shoot jumpers versus we're late in the clock and we got to take these. So I think if they are able to, like if Aaron Gordon is able to navigate well enough against Jimmy Butler to where he can't get comfortable and he stays down on the pump fake, they're fine with whatever Jimmy does from there. And I think with Bam, if they're meeting him on the catch and he's hesitating and he's still mm-hmm. now he's taking those short jumpers after the defense recovers, he's fine with that. They don't want Miami just flowing into a whole bunch of space mm-hmm. because that's going to mean they're getting shots at the rim, either with those cuts, with drives, with short roll opportunities for Bam, or it's a pass, it's a kick to the perimeter. Now Denver's rotating all over the place. And it's still a jumper, but it's one they feel really good about. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that, Nikias, is they they've basically dared – the entire play of Western Conference to make shots, right? Mm-hmm. And the one team that like gave them a struggle was Minnesota, who <laughs> like hit some, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really curious about this because you know we've seen Miami can just go crazy, yeah. and to me their their best hope is to like steal a game doing their Miami thing, right? And now mm-hmm. perhaps maybe. There's something about Denver that kind of feels the pressure. And as great as Denver is, as like difficult as it is to find a way they lose the series, we just literally watched Boston fall apart twice under this Miami pressure, right? Like we yep. like so like, you know, if Aaron Gordon and Caldwell Pope and MPJ go cold for a game, like that's the part we've we've not seen very much. I mean, they've only lost what, three games? <laughs> in this entire postseason. But like like to your point, the one team that felt like they actually threatened Denver was Minnesota. And I think they, they averaged like double digit three pointers per game. Like they were making their threes. Mm-hmm. And it was a problem. So I'm 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 gonna be interested in this. I wonder now, does this mean like what kind of series does Struce have? Like, does this mean more Duncan Robinson? Because also these are the guys that you can go at, right? Like Tyler these are the people you can pick on. Tyler, Tyler Hero, Hero coming back. Yep. Like to me, they they almost have to kind of go crazy. Or the other route is, you know, just pick up a bunch of fouls and Jimmy Butler's the best at that. But I feel like they've got to kind of startle Denver somehow or like make them be like, oh yeah, nah. This different. You need one of them. Yeah, this ain't the Western Conference type moments, right? <laughs> but of course, Jokic just has got to like overcome that too, right? Like, <laughs> he's, he's he's really he's too he's good. Really, he's really good. I just say like to your point, Mark, is about the offenses that Jokic, you know, that Denver's faced this year, like or this postseason rather. This feels like the most diverse offense 
they're going to face all postseason long. And like that should have been Phoenix, but they're still very much trying to figure it out. And ultimately, there were enough help points plus Chris Paul going down. And they just didn't have enough. Where they, yeah. yeah, they didn't have enough. Like Miami, like it's the blend of we can flow in the handoffs, we can ISO, we can pick and roll, we can go post split, we can go put with more tempo, we can grind it out and match up hunt. We will cut all over the place. And I said this on the pod too. As much as Denver can dice you up with cuts, Miami can too. Mm-hmm. Like they are very well equipped to do that, and they love flowing out of that stuff as well. So Denver's going to have to be keyed in on that front. I'll just say again, like there are a lot of avenues for Miami to score. They will have to make shots, which is very reductive and dull analysis on my part. I'm sorry, but <laughs> the avenues are going to be there for Miami to score in this series. Yeah, I think so too. I, I and I also, I who is going to be surprised if Miami wins Game One? Like, why would you be surprised by that? I'd be, like, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Denver's been off for nine days. That also, like, you know what I'm saying? No like, I've seen guys come out wheezing. I know. I got it. I get it. I know. But who's what team on earth is better conditioned to play at altitude than the Miami? <laughs> They're probably already running up, you know, <laughs> running up the side of a mountain as we speak to Facts. get ready for it. There's just nobody that's better equipped for this to handle this. Like, so yeah, there'll be t- there will be moments where they have to take a blow, but. Their depth, they're they're a very deep team. You know, they can go 9, 10, 11 deep if they need to. I just I'm done I'm done shortchanging Miami. I can't <laughs> it's stupid. You know, you gotta look at what what's in front of you. Like they don't mind playing anybody anywhere under any conditions. They don't care. It's so like crazy, they, DA, because it's almost like it would not be surprising. No. At all. If Miami won the series, and yet it would be a huge upset, it would be, it like, would be an upset. <laughs> you'd be like, yo, they but really it wouldn't be Denver. shocking. <laughs> like, like, I just It'd be the most unsurprising shocker of all time. Right? Like, like they just—they're not normal. Like they're not normal. They just—they keep coming. Like they never. You never. I've never. I shouldn't say never. I have rarely watched the Miami Heat play a game. Where at the end of three quarters, I just went, well, they just they can't win this game tonight. And they, they, you know, whether they're ahead, behind, behind by 15, they keep coming, man. They never stop coming and they figure it out over the course of 48 minutes. They figure out how do we win tonight? What do we have to do tonight to win? Mm-hmm. So Actually, having you know said what? that, you're right, okay. DA, because you know what the the trend like the first finals game is always. Very My, jarring I mean, they're gonna for the first time. Stupid hyped in Denver. Everybody's going to be like, expecting for the for the players in their first time. Like sure. it always gets you. It of always course. gets you your first time. That of course those nervous energy sure. the first. Especially you know, if you're not yeah. up by 15 at the end of the first quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's if you're down like six, it feels like you're down 13. You know what I'm saying? Like it just feels different. So yeah, man, I'm I'm not I'm not I, look. Denver is the best team in the league, but that doesn't mean they're going to win this series. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But, Nikias, um, they've got some players who kind of fit Miami's mold, like like the Bruce Browns, the KCP. Like, right. do, how, how valuable do you think those players will be in a series if this does get into that, the, you know, the slugfest that Spolstra likes, right? Like where it's just a, com- uh, com- a competition of wills. And obviously, like, Jokic, is, you know, he's obviously an incredibly skilled player, but he's got, you know, that dog in him, as they say, too. Do, do you feel like they can get like they can get in the mud with, with Miami if they need to? Do they have the players for that? 
Oh yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. I don't worry about Denver on that front. Like I just think like Jokic just can't be moved figuratively or literally, hmm. and that helps. Jamal Murray, he will let you know how good he is. He will very quickly remind you, I I'm not scared of anything. That's fine. Bruce Brown, very tough. KCP has the championship experience. Honestly, just a very brief. KCP has had one of the more underrated postseasons this year. Bruh, it does not feel like people it. are talking about what he's been. He's been terrific. <laughs> Like it's the shot, great. not just the shot making, but like the timely shot making. Like he's gotten some handoff reps. He's knocking down pull ups. The defense has been all over the place. He's pick six and people like KCP's been very good in this postseason run. Man, he's had these stretches where like for two minutes, he's the best player on the court. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's been wild what he's been able to do. But like, yeah, I don't worry about that. I will say like on the Bruce Brown front, that's going to be a fun lineup thing to watch, too, as we get ready as Denver gets ready to close out games against Miami. Is it MPJ? Is it Bruce Brown? Or is it Aaron Gordon? Is it Bruce Brown? Like, who do the Nuggets close with? It's going to be interesting for me. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, if they're going to be ready for it mentally or physically, like, I think they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all mental to me if you haven't been on that stage. Mm-hmm. And and in some ways, I mean, I guess you could say it's harder to get to the finals than to be in the finals. So to go through the Lakers, you know, who didn't play bad in that series, by the way. I don't think the Lakers played bad. They just got outplayed, right? So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I think to me, like, somebody like KCP is going to be so important. Jeff Green is going to be so important. And, no, I'm trying to remember, was he – I don't know if he's been in a finals before. He may not have been in a finals before now. But I think a guy with that experience can make plays, and especially on the road. I think my – Jeff Green was on the Cavs, right? Oh, was he the on the finals. Cavs? Okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, think yeah, was, I, think was, I think he was with Brian in the finals. I think you might be right. You might be right. So he knows how to win. And I think Denver on the road could be even better to me. Like, I'll be, I will have no surprise if Denver wins two games in Miami. Because I think, you know, I Miami's good at home. They're, they're role players. Everybody plays better at home. But I think Denver has no problem playing on the road. So I don't have, I don't think that's going to be a problem for them at all. It's going to be a great series. I think this is going to be a great finals. I'm really excited for this one. It's going to be X's and O's are going to be fantastic. Two really good coaches, two really good programs, two great superstars. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. This is like a basketball diehards dream series. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. like the hoop the hoop in this is going to be next level. I mean just yeah, it's it's just like it's satiating to know. Yeah. Like these two teams, like with all the schematics and the players and the pieces, like I, I don't know how people would like this, but you know, I'm just an old. Well, this is I'm a series for man. people who like basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't like, like if you just all about the superstars and all that nonsense, and you may not. But those are there too, though. Right? I know, like, but they're not the household superstars. Yeah, you know, I mean, not like, the easy ones. Yeah, like no. you got to watch Jokic to realize how great he is. You know what I'm saying? Like. You, like you already know Jimmy's going to give you one of them games. Jokic is going to give you one of them games. Yeah. Jamal Murray's going to give you one of them games. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you already yeah. know you go, you go see something right. great from somebody, but this also like like you got to figure this thing out. Like this right. this, 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 <laughs> this chess, the same checkers, right? Like right. it's one of them type series. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Nikias, man, thank you, Brohim. This was great. I'm I'm looking forward to. I hope we see you at the finals at at one of these games, man. Because we need to go get some food, and I need to listen to you educate me on basketball some more. Because <laughs> if you don't listen to the dunker spot, 
I don't know what the hell's wrong with you, but that's the that's the most that's like PhD level, Mark. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Go get your doctorate. Go get your doctorate in basketball for the dunker spot. Appreciate y'all. Always a pleasure to hop on. You know, trying to do the dunker spot proud. Hope Steve's proud listening. But uh, always a pleasure. Excited to watch this series, man. Excited to, excited to watch this one. Uh, by the great. way, uh, anybody beat the Aces? Come on, man. Uh, the Mystics take I'm care so- of that. Man. Come on, don't don't be down on my sticks like that. Hey, I'm let me not, tell you, I, let me tell you why nobody's beating the Aces. Because y'all focused on Asia Wilson, the MVP, rightfully so. Y'all focused on Candace Parker. But you know who's becoming a superstar right before our eyes? Jackie, Jackie Young, Young, baby. Do not uh, sleep on my girl, Jackie Young. <laughs> One of the best athletes in the league. Excellent at penetration. But Nikaias, her three ball is on fire. You can you can't go under against Jackie Young. <laughs> There's anymore. nothing you can do now. Can't, you can't go under. You can do. To, just, very quickly what? on the Mystics front, they got some questions to answer in the half court what? offensively. They, all right, so we don't they don't score it all that great all the time, but they don't have to. Their defense is locked down. It's, it's great. Brittany Stikes locked down. <laughs> you're right, but also they, they got some they got some stuff to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got some stuff. They'll figure it out. I think they'll figure it out. It will take them half a season to figure out They're how to score more. They're not super team slayers, baby. I don't, I'm, I don't see it. They're not no, super team wa- slayers. Wa- watch their defense. Watch their defense. Watch them play defense. <laughs> All right, leave that five-star review on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, my brother, if they can't leave their five stars, what they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. We're going to make you do a test on the latest dunker spot. <laughs> 50 question quiz no multiple choice exactly and we'll make you answer answer Joe Lacob's phone calls at 3 in the morning yeah I mean I'd do it for 8 million well that's true (laughs) (laughs) that's facts later oh man thank you man that was great thank you for having me Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.